In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 303rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, Falcons Squander Opportunities versus the Bucks. They went down 32-17 on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The score was close, just like last time. They were within three, 20-17. But then the offense gets bogged down. The line gets bum-rushed. Matt Ryan gets tossed around the bins, and they can't score any more points. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady pull away, get a touchdown and a field goal, and get out of here with a 30-17 to victory, take first place, in the NFC South, or maintain first place at 9-3, and three, and get closer to clinching uh, the, the division title. So in this episode, we'll go over the game notes. We'll hear from Coach Arthur Smith, go over the player notes, hear from Matt Ryan, and then we'll go to the team stats, uh, and then go uh, finish up with some more Coach Smith player notes. And then we'll discuss the rotating centers operation uh, and uh, how it failed them in this game. You know, look at the five sacks, 11 quarterback hits, and uh, uh, review that and look at the NFC South. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not talking about the playoffs being right in front of them and all that for a under 500 team, but we'll just give you, a, a, you know, the overview. Um, you know, for the people that want that. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that when you, you, you know, you can't win back-to-back games. And, uh, you know, there's uh, – you get over 500. We could talk playoff all day. But right now, the game notes here. We discussed the score, 30-17. The Falcons managed 380 yards. Uh, Brady passed for 368 uh, you know, but the Falcons uh, couldn't. They got yards, but no points. They had 121 yards rushing on 23 carries. Second game in a row with 100 yards rushing. Got most of that early. Uh, couldn't run it when they needed to. Falcons offense converted 9 of 17 attempts on third down. That's pretty strong, 52.9%. The uh, defense... Held Tampa Bay to 57 yards rushing on 17 attempts. That's the good news. They didn't. They weren't even trying to run the ball. They're the 31st uh, run team in the league. So that it wasn't no surprise when Byron Leftridge came out and uh, threw the ball 13 straight times. So yeah, the Falcons get some good run numbers here, but um, you know they weren't really trying to run. Yeah, but they did tackle good. I, I saw them getting two Fournette. Uh, so they kept that down to a 3.4. So they did, when they did run it, they held them under four yards. So give them credit for that. Okay, and the Falcons, 
led Tampa Bay in time of possession, 32 minutes and 46 seconds to 27 minutes and 14 seconds. And to the, um, for that game, Stephen Means served as the sixth captain. Stephen Means served as the sixth captain. Now, uh, Coach Smith was uh, he, he gave a tribute to Claude. Um, you know, the fumble was 2017. They got the ball. They deferred. They're driving. Russell Gage gets the ball knocked off off of him by Pierre Desir. So that kind of, you know, that was the end of it for the Falcons. Uh, Brady and them went down and scored. Now, all of a sudden, it's, uh, you know, instead of, um, you know, instead uh, of, if you score, then you take the lead 24 to 20. Instead of being ahead 24 to 20, you are now down 27-10. It's a two-score game, and because you can't score, it's pretty much over. So I asked, I discussed the fumble situation, and he gave a tribute to Claude Humphrey. Um, you know, he did. Uh, uh, he got a little defensive when we were asking him about this play calling on the half-yard line. They didn't play power football. They tried to throw it. Then uh, two of the three plays, three, what, well, three of the four. And when they did try to run it, they fumbled, uh, they stumbled, they botched the snap. Ryan had a loss. So, you know, it's just a bad operation. We, you know, folks, hey, run the quarterback sneak, bring in the backup quarterback, get the half yard. It ain't that hard. So you want to, um, you know, roll out and, uh, you know, throw passes on the half yard line and then be upset when people question you? No. Uh, so you're going to get the heat on that. But let's hear um, first-year coach here uh, discussing Claude Humphrey and the fumble. Just before we get started, I just wanted to give my condolences uh, to the family of Claude Humphrey. Obviously, uh, Claude was a, was a great player in this league and a, a great person and, and another guy that was from Memphis that uh, ended up coming here to Atlanta. So, just wanted to send my condolences to his family. With that, I'll open it up. Uh, yeah, Coach, you get the uh, touchdown right before the half and then come out and uh, drive in and then the fumble happens. How pleasant was that for the, for, when you well, had the opportunity to take the lead here? Well, I, I wouldn't call it deflating. I mean, those are mistakes that you don't want to obviously make there, D-Led. But our mindset is, I mean, if you're, if you're going to say things or deflate you or concern you in the middle of the game, it's a battle. We got to be cleaner with the football. There's no doubt about that. That's obvious. But the flight—that's not a word we use. So we're gonna keep fighting and swinging. How damaging it was for your effort today. You got a chance to take the lead and didn't get it. You can rephrase it however you want. I mean, they made a play. Uh, we'll, you know, we got to continue to work on that. We'll be cleaner. Um, so uh, call it damaging, call it deflating. We don't use those words. D-led. We continue to swing and fight. We'll fight till the finish. Michael. All right, they're going to fight to the finish, y'all. All right. Um, well, they got some, some. They got a big fight coming up. It's basically, uh, basically a knockout game in Charlotte, but we'll get to that later. Player notes. Matt Ryan was 30 of 41 for 73.2% for 297 and a 93.2 passer rating. Corderell Patterson continued to pro provide most of the offense. He rushed for 78 yards on 13 carries, uh, caught three passes for 18 yards. He uh, has 1,000 yards of scrimmage yards this season for the first time in his career. 
uh, with five games to go. So, you know, they rest him. Um, they're, they're doing a good job with him. Now, now they need some of these other guys to step up, like Russell Gage not getting the ball knocked off of him in the, in the open field like that. Uh, Mike Davis probably had his best game with uh, 37 yards receiving, 32 rushing, 17-yard touchdown run, his second of the season, 13th touchdown of his career. Gage had career highs in receptions, 11 for 130. So that's strong. Just got to take care of the ball. Um First Falcons with at least 11 receptions and 130 in the game since Julio Jones in week 15 of 2019. And um, after that fumble, he did have that one spinning move run down the field where he was making guys miss and doing whatever he can to get down the field. Um, so, yeah, you know, played a, played a uh, strong game, but you got to take care of the ball. Alameda Zacchaeus finished with three receptions. For 44 yards, he had a 30-yard catch. Kyle Pitts had four for for 48 and a drop. Six game in a row where he's under 62 yards, 62 yards or less. Move over to the defensive side of the ball. And Foye Olakon, who was third in the league with tackles, will probably move up a little bit here after this 15-tackle performance. Seventh game this season with double-digit tackles. We got Marlon Davidson had that interception <laughs> where he uh, went out to the flats and took it off of um, uh, Leonard Fournette and scored. Got the Falcons within three. I mean, a play like that should juice the team up. They should be hyped. They should have came out. They came out where they were moving it. They got down to the 37. It was a 20-yard um, reception. But you got to close the deal there. Uh, you know, you got that's the complimentary football thing. You get a big play like that, you got to carry that somehow into that second half. And, um, you know, they tried to, you know, and, and it, it just wasn't, wasn't there for him. Uh, Russell Gage loses the ball. So this is the first time a Falcons defensive lineman recorded an interception since Jack Crawford in week 16 of 2018. And the first time a defensive lineman returned an interception for a touchdown for Atlanta since O.C. Humanura in week two of 2013. Deion Jones returned to the lineup and had nine tackles, uh, two passes defense. Looked a little sluggish early, but came around. Grady Jarrett had four tackles, one quarter, the only quarterback hit. Darren Hall had a, uh, a career-high five tackles, rookie corners playing. Cornerback uh, Avery Williams finished with four tackles on defense, had one kick return for 30 yards and one punt return for seven. Uh, Thomas Morstad continued to punt well, 41.6 net. Had some good hang times on him. I was tweeting those out during the game. Uh, you know, they're not getting much on him. He's had 43 gross and 41.6 net. So that's that's because of the hang time is great. The uh, Gunners could get down there and get right on top of the returners. So, uh, you know, his net, anything over plus 40 is good there. Uh, also had three punts put down inside of the 20-yard line with a long of 53 yards. So those are our player notes here. We're going to go to Matt Ryan here for um, uh, four. We'll, we'll, uh, we're going to go four minutes and 27 seconds. 
So uh, stay here. This is uh, some pretty good Matt Ryan here on the confidence of the team and, uh, you know, how they plan to move forward here after this loss. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. You know, had an opportunity there on the goal line and to not come away with seven points uh, is one of those things we got to do a better job of, you know, as, as we move forward. When you're playing against a, a good football team, you know, a really good defense, really good offense, an offense that can score, uh, you know you have to come away with touchdowns. So that part was disappointing uh, for sure. But we kept battling and, and gave ourselves more chances, uh, which is what you have to do. You can't blink. Um, you know, but if we're looking for areas of improvement, that's, that's definitely one of them. I do think I thought we ran the ball well. Uh, first drive of the game was was really good, and uh, we continued to hammer away at it. And um, you know, I thought offensive line, running backs did a nice job with that. Uh, and it helps, you know, it opens other things up and, and helps in that area. Um, so I do think we made strides, you know, we're, we're getting better. Uh, now we've got other things that, that we've got to clean up along the way, but um, that was productive for us. Several of your teammates have expressed confidence today about where you are. Do you share that confidence? I think you have to. You know, I think we're in a spot, um, you know, obviously disappointed with the outcome of today's game, but this really good football team. And... Uh, I think, you know, I, I really think there were chances for us uh, to, to kind of change the outcome of that game. We gotta, you know, we've got to be opportunistic as we move forward, uh, but, but we have everything we want right in front of us. And um, ultimately, you know, this time of the year, that, that's really all you can ask for. Uh, now it's about, you know, figuring out how to play, you know, our best football uh, in the next five weeks. And I don't think you can get too far down the road. I think you you really just have to focus on this next week and uh, find a way to get a good divisional win on the road. Yeah, I think I think that's you know you, you always want to have self belief, um, and at the same time you got to strive for daily improvement. That's one of the things Art talked about in the first meeting that we have, and so. Um, we've got to get back to work. We've got to seek that growth this week and uh, really work on that during practice. Uh, and at the same time, you know, know that there are plays that are being made. There are things that we are doing well, and we got to build on those. You know, we have to make more of those types of plays, you know, throughout the game, and I think we're capable of doing that. Yeah, you are going to early offensively, but then it went to, you know, part, fumble, part, 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 and then into the end zone there. What were you all not able to sustain? Um, we had spurts, you know, um, but the consistency, you know, wasn't there. Uh, I think we were very consistent the first couple drives of the game. Uh, take away, you know, what we did, uh, not scoring a touchdown, uh, at, you know, on the goal line. But I think there was better consistency there early. And uh, we just got to find ways to keep drives going and then finish drives. You know, when we get our chances, when we have our chances, uh, can't we can't give them anything and um you know i think there were a few plays today a few opportunities that we all have to find a way to make those plays um when we get those chances yeah, 
Well, I thought our defense did a nice job after that of getting another stop and, and giving us, you know, an opportunity to still go down there and, and take the lead. And so, you know, it's hard. Physical mistakes happen, and, and that's part of, of sport. Um, you know, th- those kind of things happen at different times. Are they in our platoon? For sure. And I thought Russ bounced back and, and did some really good things for us uh, coming in late and, and made some plays and toughed it out uh, there at the end, and I appreciate him for that. And so um, there are things we got to clean up for sure. Uh, and, and we got to, you know, we really, when we have our explosives and we make our plays, we've got to capitalize on those drives. And I think if we're going to be successful moving forward, you know, those are the things we have to do. All right. That's Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, first couple questions from uh, Tory McElhaney of the team's website, and then Josh Kendall from the Athletic. Then you heard me. The sound you got those masks on in the in the uh, press conference, so that's why it's a little, you know, sound probably crazier than ever. But uh, Matt Ryan, yeah, I wanted to know about that fumble, so that's what I was uh, all over yesterday. First downs, 21 to 25, Tampa Bay. Third down, 8 to 13, Tampa Bay was 8 to 13, Falcons was 9 to 17. Total net yards, they got outgained 425 to 380. Falcons ran one more play, 69 to 68. They averaged 5.5 a play. The Patriots, 6.3 a play. Uh, rushing net, uh, 121 to 57. Passing net, 259 to 368. Penalty, 6 for the Falcons for 39. A couple false starts there by Jake Matthews. Uh, and three penalties for 15 yards by the by the uh, Buccaneers. The turnover battle was 1-1. One one. Punts, um, the Patriots averaged 44.3 on their three punts, and the Falcons had five, and they averaged, that's a gross, 43, and then we talked about the uh, net at 41.6. Two touchdowns to four, and a one-on-one uh, one field goals. Both teams were one-on-one on one in field goals, and then your time of possession again, 32.46 for the Falcons, and 27 minutes and 14 seconds for the Buccaneers. Uh, we got we got some uh, some more Arthur Smith here about the sacks that were given up. So let's go to Arthur Smith here, Atlanta Falcons coach Arthur Smith. I like that. Uh, they did a nice job protecting. They kept they kept Brady clean. Obviously, it's everybody's attention to get after the quarterback. They did a nice job. They got good players up front. Um, certainly, we'll look at it and see what you know. What can we tweak here? Um, but yeah, that's usually a pretty good tell how it went. Steve, I guess following up on that, is there really any way to defend Brady if you don't get pressure on him? Uh, sure. I mean, play make the balls catch the ones he throws you. And we Marlon caught one. Uh, you know, he threw Dion another one. We didn't catch it. So he's a great player. But certainly, if he gives you opportunities, we got to make a play on the ball. But there's there's other ways to defend him. But he is a great player. I'm What's that? How close were you going forward on? It would have been, been fourth, probably eight or less. That's when you, you would have considered it. Fourth and 12, where the ball's at midfield. You know, the way they're rushing, you know, the odds are, are stacked against you there. And you're basically going to hand in the ball with one first down away pretty much for field goal. So we punted it down there. We had confidence. And to their credit, they made plays and they converted. 
and uh, that, you know that's how the game ended. All right, that's Coach Arthur Smith. The sacks is more like yeah, hey, the Falcons only got one quarterback hit. The uh, the offensive line gave up five sacks and eleven quarterback hits, and they're like, hi, how can you beat Steve Hummer? Is asking, how can you beat Brady without sacking him? And the coach is saying, well, hey, if he throws it to you, catch it. So I guess that is one way. Um, but, yeah, they tried blitzing and so forth. You know, that's a bad formula against him, and, and uh, that didn't work. Chris Godwin got off 15 for 143. Gronkowski had two touchdowns. Um, you know, they didn't really run the ball much. Fournette was uh, seven on. He had seven catches on the check downs. Uh, so we'll do the wrap-up. The Falcons player stats, and then we'll go to the rotating centers. Um, and we got a story online that kind of covers that. But, yeah, we got, uh, you know, we uh, now the player stats, you got the main player stats. I'm just looking at some of the bottom ones. Quadri Allison returned to action. He had two. He missed last week with the illness. He had two carries for seven. Uh, you know, uh, receiving-wise, you know, you had Gage, then Pitts. Mike Davis, 4 for 37. Zacchaeus, 3 for 44. Patterson, 3 for 18. Tajay Sharp, 3 for 10. A um, couple drops. Allison, 1 for 8. Keith Smith, 1 for 2. Defensively, you know, a full AA with 15 tackles. Deion, 9. Fabian Moreau, 6. Darren Hall, 5. Steven Means, 5. Grady Jarrett, 4. Avery Williams, 4. Brandon Copeland, 4. AJ Terrell, 3. He had his hands full with Mike Evans. I'm glad we uh, wrote our AJ story last week. He had a 7 for 99 for Mike Evans. Um, Tyquan Graham had a tackle. He started. Marlon Davidson with the interception touchdown. So those were um, the key player stats. We covered Avery's return yardage. 1 for 30 on the kickoffs. 1 for 7 on the punts. And we covered more stats punting. And Koo was one for one on that 21-yard field goal when they got stopped. So today I got my list here for coach. We're getting coach at one. And, oh, okay, yeah. And so I make sure I don't ask about the injuries. We got Richie Grant with an ankle. Fabian Monroe with a hamstring. Artie Agonda J with an ankle. And we need a, we need a um, Matt Gano and Kelvin Ridley update. Uh, and we want to hear about the rotating centers. So, um, you know, yeah, they don't have to give the injury report to Wednesday, but that's the the that's the baseline. Uh, the rules when they were put in place, they were, you know, to set some minimum requirements for the teams that were violating the reporting rules. And so teams regularly give the injury report even when it, before Monday, before Wednesday when it's required. We used to walk back in the uh, – trainer's room and get the injury report off the wall so you know that those days are gone but we uh we still need to get injury updates on the players who were injured in the game so we got um the rotating centers y'all know how it went matt hennessy two drew dalman two then um you know they started fumbling the ball uh you know they had a botched snap on the goal line so, uh, at halftime, Hennessy tells us that, uh, you know, they told him, hey, you're the center. So, we'll see moving forward if this experiment's over. 
He said, hey, I'm fine with it. You know, whatever our coaches decide to do, you know, nice, respectful young man. But um, that was the downside of uh, trying to get Drew Dahlman in there. Said, hey, you know, it's going to throw the timing off. The ball handling is going to be different. And sure enough, they had a couple issues in the game. Not that even, you know, didn't have anything to do with the five sacks and the 11 quarterback hits. The guards got collapsed. The middle of the line had a bad, bad day. But, I mean, they're playing uh, Sue and Vita Vea, and um, they both had two tackles each, and Vea had three quarterback hits, and Sue had two quarterback hits. So they were all over the place. Uh, Mayfield had a rough day. Dahlman had problems picking up Vea on a stunt. Um you know, and Matt Ryan was a, a camper afterwards. He said, hey, we knew it was going to be tough sledding. But, you know, you want to see the young guys get a little better up front, um, you know, passing off the, the, the stunts and so forth. So, uh, I'm sure Dahlman hadn't seen. Well, he might have saw Vita Vea out in the Pac-10. I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, they might have overlapped. But, you know, five sacks, 11 quarterback hits. And this is the place the Falcons didn't want to be. They've given up 26 sacks. They're on pace for 40. This will be the fourth consecutive year with 40 sacks of Matt Ryan. They have 42 and 18, 48 and 19, 41 and 20, and 40 and 21. They're on pace for 40 and 21. That'd be four straight years with 40 sacks. He also had 44 sacks in 2013. So um, that's where we are with the line and the musical uh, centers or rotating centers. I, I don't want to sound too crazy about that, but the rotating centers. So uh, just to wrap up here, the NFC South, uh, Tampa Bay's 9-3. They could wrap it up. No, we're going to. Not going to talk about the fantasy of the playoff race. The Carolina, Atlanta, and the Saints are all five and seven. And just, you know, so you know, uh, this is our little playoff update since, uh, you know, it is uh, there. The uh, sixth seed is the, is Washington football at six and six. The 49ers at six and six. Eighth and ninth seed are the Eagles at six and six. And Vikings at five and seven. Carolina is the tenth seed at five and seven. The Falcons at eleven at five and seven. And the Saints are at twelve at five and six. So they're only a game back from the you know getting back in there. So that's why this Carolina game is essentially a knock next two weeks are knockout games. Whoever loses is going to probably be knocked out. Not mathematically, but, you know, you can't lose ground now. So the Falcons got Carolina, and then I believe it's San Francisco. And so those are two knockout games. You know, if you go into the playoffs, you better win these two games. Now, I also heard the scouts are um, back off of the streets and um, – or in the building, the draft meetings are going to start here soon. We're trying to get exactly when. So, uh, you know, the, they've been out watching all the college football players around the country. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they are going to draft the best players. You know, I think they need linemen, but they're developing some. Uh, 
we'll see where the draft goes. But there's there's a lot of uh, opportunities to get the team better. No question about it. Pass rushers always a problem. Blocking for the quarterback is always uh, has been a problem. Could use the running back. Uh, you know, we'll get to the draft needs and all that kind of good stuff a little bit later on. So with that, we're going to get on out of here from the 303rd episode of the Bogue Tie Chronicles podcast. The Falcons squander opportunities versus the Bucks. Going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.